spotlight's on, Eric. The spotlight Loud. is on. Proud. Proud. See you in <laughs> never. Yes, this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast Spotlight for the week of December 6, 2017. Uh, we're not going to waste too much time. We're going to get right into it this week. I will just mention that we do have a Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience. The only reason I'm saying that is to let everybody know that this week, the badasses of the Get Fresh crew boo, 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 boo. have picked the Batman White Knight number three. And Cyborg number what 19. Number 19. And those will be on the spotlight this week that if you want to hear us talk about those books, you will have to go over to Patreon and subscribe there. Uh, and there's a lot of other shows that you can subscribe to as well. You, you get a lot. We have over 100 shows now and more coming every day. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. And, and I will tell you that – if you want to hear us talk about a book that we really like, or at least I do, I haven't talked to you about it yet. We're going to do that later tonight. Uh, White Knight is a book that I always do enjoy, uh, and this issue is a little bit lower than what I thought. I, I'm not as hyped, but it's a middle issue. I think it's a lot yeah. set up, but it sets up a lot of cool things. Cyborg, on the other hand, is the penultimate issue of the series it's Kevin Graveau jumping on, and I will tell you that you may not hear us talk on that spotlight uh, as if we really enjoyed the book, but I think we will have fun talking yeah. about it. Uh, but we're here to talk about uh, Justice League and Christopher Priest, or as new he run, likes baby. to be, Go Priest, a uh, yeah. new creative team have jumped on. And I'm just going to get right into it, Eric. I, I've been told that a lot of times we talk too much, that we're really? too verbose. People say that? Yes. Also, uh, this week on the site, I was told that I talk over everybody, and I don't want to do that. In fact, uh, the and the, the guy's cool. Uh, he, you know, I like when people talk to us about anything. But said that while I was talking over everyone, he thought that I was on Adderall a little too much, which is funny because I had to get off the Adderall because of my blood pressure. But he said that I made it sound like a bunch of hamsters arguing or something like that. So what I'm telling you, Eric, is I'm going to have a more uh, clear and concise. Uh, talk here, and I'm going to let everybody else on this podcast talk except for you. Aww. You you are not. It's just me and you. So I guess I have to let no, you I'm talk. No, cool. You got your soundboard. Now, that is true, Eric. Uh, you'll never hear it, but because of this, you're not going to get like this. Do you hear me, Brandon? No. <laughs> you're not going to hear stuff like. Must be Superman reborn. It must be. Must be. Eric, it must be. I don't feel good right now. I, I'm a little down. Uh, so we're going to get into it, Eric. I hope that you lift my spirits up. You are the wing beneath my wings. What do you think of that? I'm the wing beneath your wings? You're the wind beneath my wings. Oh, wind. I was yeah. going to say, that's what I thought you were going for, but it didn't sound yeah, right to me. I, I probably said it wrong. I, I, I hope I can lift you up because you know, every, everybody's all about this Justice League now because finally, you know, Brian hitches off the book. We have, you yes. know, Christopher Priest coming on. It's an exciting time for Justice League because yes, we have not is. had a good one in a long time. Well, a good arc, you know, a whole run. We haven't had a good uh, Justice League run in a long time now. And I don't know if I'm going to be that for well, you because be I the find this then. opening issue a little hard. Well, it's a little different. It's a little different, Eric. Are you done? I don't want to talk over you. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about it is I think that there's this weird divide 
uh, between Brian Hitch's run and then we had that metal tie-in, uh, you know, since yeah. uh, the he- Bats Out of Hell. And uh, since then, so we had those two. So it's almost to me, when you think back at Brian Hitch's run, it for some it seems like it's a long ways back, <laughs> doesn't it? You, you like think back and you're like, ooh-wee, it's been seven months. I mean, it seems like a long time ago. It hasn't been. Uh, but I'm going to get into it because I want to talk a little bit before uh, we do this. And when I do we, – we do the spotlight, and this spotlight will also – the Just League book will be on the regular podcast. And I often have problems because we talk a lot of stuff about the book before we do the credits and the blurb, and it's easier for me to grab from the credits and the blurb going on. Yeah. So a lot of stuff is missing, though I always think that's the bonus of listening to the spotlight. Exactly. But – I have some important things to talk about, Eric. So Justice League number 34, written by Priest, art by Pete Woods. I wish it was just art by Woods and Shoe because it's Ooh. art by Pete Woods and Willie Shoe. Priest jumps on Sweet the Justice Willie League. Shoe. Sweet Willie Shoe. Priest jumps on the Justice League, and while it wasn't the bombastic start I expected or hoped for, it does put them in a different space going forward. This Justice League is a more realistic look at a squad of mostly metahumans, and I like the approach after the everything is a disaster each issue of Brian Hitch's run, though I hope that Priest gets a better grip on these characters going forward and uh i i said i have said all along that it's almost as if you got a horn eric that would grant you wishes uh a rhino's horn? Every, yes a rhino's horn that grants uh-huh. you wishes because it always is there's a monkey paw there's always a be careful what you wish for uh and when they first announced Christopher Priest was going to be do, doing Justice League, people immediately – because uh, unfortunately, I have to say, we were one of the most uh, vocal about Brian Hitch not being good on the Justice League book in the run in general. So when when uh, Christopher Priest was announced to be on this book, there was a lot of people that messaged us right away in the Slack chat. Everybody was all fired up. Woo! And if you remember, right away, I read the quote from Priest and I said, oh, no, this <laughs> is not really what I want to the point where I was trying to trade this book with you and people thought that was crazy and thought but Jim you love Christopher Priest I'll even give you a little heads up we're going to be doing our year end awards I don't see anybody else that I could give the writer of the year than Christopher Priest this is spoilers myself but he really he makes a very very strong case for my writer of the year so this is a guy that I really really like but he said that he wanted to give a more humanistic version of the justice league uh you said it very well today we were driving home from work today because we were talking about the justice league in general and what we want that book and what we want it to feel like and i don't think that this is a book that i ever want to have a quote-unquote human version of i know that you know you know what i mean i i don't need to see that flash is upset about this or or that you know I do like the realistic bit, but a humanized deal uh, doesn't really appeal to me because well, we, we the Justice the, League book. Go. So we get the humanistic appeal, like the like the reveal of the characters in the regular books. When we do have a Justice League issue that comes out, these are supposed yes. to be the special and rare times that the Justice League does has to have to assemble to take on these larger yep. threats. And not like doesn't have to be a world-ending threat like we had in Brian Hitch's run every issue but it's supposed to be like this is the everybody coming together we don't need to deal with that when we're already dealing with that in yeah. their own individual books and I, and I think that that's what uh, I I fully agree and I, I mean if you want to take it to any sort of other walk of life 
Uh, it's weird to go to the Marvel movies, but that's kind of how I go. The Avengers movies are supposed to be big fun, group fun deal, you know. Yeah. That, and when you want to have these individual stories about the ins and outs of being that character, that's why you have the individual Iron Man movies, the, you know, right. and the, you know all that, the Captain America movies, stuff like that. Uh, I agree with you fully that when I read the Justice League book, I want a book that is just complete fun and the best of every character. Exactly. That, that's why the Justice League book was always a little Eric Shea's favorite book because you always were getting the bang for your buck. But it was also the, the best versions of those characters together. And that's what I thought – I wanted that. Uh, the problem with Brian Hitch's run is he just – like you said, one thing was he, everything was a disaster. You never could catch your breath when you did. The first time you did, when Barry and Jessica went to dinner or lunch or whatever and the, the fear deal came in and, and kind of ruined that though, that was a pretty decent issue of that run until it got all wacky. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that Brian Hitch, I think, really, really dropped the ball in consistently throughout his run, he never had a, enough for everybody to do. He never had the full league involved. So basically what I want the Justice League book to be is that if you're a Flash fan, you can still enjoy the Justice League book. Yeah. If you're a Batman fan. Now, taking it even to the more extreme, we're already getting what people seem to love is a more humanized Batman run by Tom King. Right. I don't need it again here. And by the end of this issue, it really felt like that's what we're heading for. And that did upset me, though. I did like it more than you, but for a different reason. The reason I well, think I really liked it was it seemed to set the Justice League in a more uh, realistic thing. Uh, you oh, know, gotcha. while we get into it, there's a part where they are, you know, breaching or going in. Wonder Woman goes into this apartment building at the same point where it's being breached by the FBI. I like that because usually what you only have is the Justice League showing up, going yeah. in, and saving the day you go out. And maybe and the everything. cops show up after the fact. Yeah, and, and maybe not even if we even ever know that. Also, Brian Hitch, during his run of All Hell Breaking Loose, you had that Kindred arc. Kindred, where, the world breakers, yeah, you had yeah. everything going on at once. And when you had that one point, it seemed like at the end of an, this arc with the main Kindred, oh, the other one, you the had purge? the big things. It looked like... Uh, it looked like the whole world had been destroyed and people were dead. And you had people in those kindred bodies being thrown in the air or whatever. And then a couple issues later, uh, because of what he wanted to do with the story, we found out that only one person died. Yeah. Well, we already have that in this first issue where, yeah, unfortunately, some things are out of these metahumans' control. And some things are they're going to get blamed for not, you know, even things they didn't do. And I see that coming down the line. I just hope that it doesn't go too far over. I hope that this doesn't turn out to be, say, a Meta Powers Re Registration Act or a right. Justice League that has to be held in check. I mean, what, are they going to go get Steve Trevor again to be the liaison because of, you know, Trinity War and all that stuff? I like that I, aspect of the I book I did before. like it, but I don't need that again. I've already seen it. What I think in Rebirth, where the Rebirth was supposed to be this legacy and the hope and everything, a lot of the books... You can argue with me that they haven't had much of that either. The no. Justice League really hasn't had that at all. And like Brian Hitch, really, his his run, we've talked about it. It was the Hitch run. It was the Hitch verse. Yeah. We only had his and really, really at the, you know, when you look back at it now, it was just a continuation of his JLA book in yep. the New 52. So I, I like that we're getting a new approach and I'm excited for it. But like you... 
I am a little – I'm not as excited for this first issue, but I do like what it plays out. Now we're going to get into the issue obviously here. Uh, I do think another thing that – yeah, two things that throw, threw me off. I don't know that Christopher Priest really has the character's voices down yet, and you said that you had read an interview Oh, that's the thing. I read something about an interview, so take this information as you will because I didn't, I didn't go out and search this out. I just happened to hear that Christopher Priest gave an interview somewhere talking about when somebody jumps on a book like this, they usually get like a six-issue run or whatever to like you know, try to flesh out the characters and you know try to get their voices down and just really understand who they are and know what they yeah. want to do with them in the and he's like in the competitive world of comics though he didn't have the time to go and you know do this beforehand so he had to jump right in and this is pretty much this like this arc here he's trying to figure out what he wants to do with them and how he wants them to talk so this is the rough cut of what he wants to do right now yeah. going forward we might get a more defined aspects of like Simon and Jessica who felt weird here at first it seemed like those were Batman the first, and yeah. Wonder Woman as well yeah, I think Simon and Jessica felt the most, uh, you know, odd with his characterization and how he ran with it. It might have been because uh, they had a very big part in this issue. Uh, the other thing that threw me off, I said there were two things. The other thing, if you are reading uh, Deathstroke, really threw me off that he went with the same type of panel and, uh, yeah, layouts. That, that, is, and the that sa- threw me off immediately. Yes, and the same, what would you call them, chapter uh, you know, yeah, th- ch- chapter like uh, chapter I blocks. Chapter I, I don't blocks. chapter good. plaques. Uh, but what we're saying is, uh, in Deathstroke, every time you change a scene, uh, you will have it spelled out. Also, in a typewriter font of something in quotes of what they what he wants you to think through. That's the chapter. thing. Is I I don't know if this is something that Christopher Priest does a lot in other books, but yeah, in my I, mind, for what I read right now, this is the Deathstroke style of storytelling. Yes, it is, and it's and, weird to jump into a Just League with it. It's very weird, and it's just the visual of it threw me off, and because it's a visual thing, I mean, it is like a placard there. It, it says the first one is with Simon on Dion, and it says Praying Man in quotes, the Evander, Terra Dome, uh, Terra Dome, uh, Dion. But the thing is, like, that seems like if I would have guessed, I would have thought that that was him and, you know, a artist kind of idea together, but it's obviously him, you know, because we're going into here. Pete Woods wasn't on Deathstroke with him, but yet he's bringing over that Deathstroke deal. And I, I thought that that was not well played. I, I don't know why he would do that. It just makes the book I, – I don't know why I say it, but it makes it feel smaller to me. It makes it feel like, oh, here we go. We got to cut. And now I am in a – Deathstroke mode of reading and thinking, oh, we're going to get this stuff. It's going to take seven issues and then things will tie out. I don't think it plays out like that in the issue itself, but that kind of threw me off. But it starts off on Dion, a planet inside a, a dome, he says at the point, and you see just this guy out praying. And he's on, you know, a carpet or a, a towel there. He's down a praying rug. and he's talking and he, he's, you know, Muslim. He's praying. So, yes, it is Simon. The problem is we've never really seen this before well, simon that's, that's has, that has really with. spelled it out he's not a practicing muslim no. you know he was raised on it but it's not him now but the one thing that's weird of that in this issue of green lanterns we have this week he is praying to allah to help him like you know rescue yeah. jessica the one so point maybe like, this is some that, sort is this, of yeah. this might be something that's coming down from up top we gotta like have simon take more interest in his roots or something like yeah. that because we have it here we have it in this issue of green lanterns when we really haven't seen it before it was only really used as a tool to make him a terrorist when he yes. first was like uh created 
Yeah, unfortunately, it seemed like when Jeff Johns created them back in the Zero issue of the uh, Green Lantern book in the New 52, uh, it seemed like he was there as a Muslim to show how many other people are pieces of crap because they pretty much, you know, he he got framed pretty, you know, he did steal a car, but he didn't know that the car had a bomb in it. He was framed basically, you know, profiled. To be a terrorist, and that was kind of the whole deal with that. Well, they, they must be pushing the deal now, and that's it's fine. It just from the get go, when you see this person praying, and you don't know right away that it's Simon. Once it was Simon, it just I was like, huh, you've never really seen that before. Uh, but on this this little uh, alien guy, he looks like he would be like a an alien who's hip on the earth slang and things like that. He's hanging around, he's eating, co- you know, drinking soda, I mean, and eating food and whatever, watching he video screens. when Simon comes over now. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. It, it just seems like this is like the uh, the intergalactic hub of junk food and pop culture mm-hmm. wherever Dion happens to That's be. what it seems to me. And this kid runs out. International. Yeah, he gets an alert. He runs out. Simon's praying. He's like, yo, yo, heads up, red alert, dog. And he, they think that there is a invasion, an alien invasion, and Simon jumps up. He flies off. It, I think the art in this issue is great. I do. That's think the that, thing is, I uh, I went back and forth with it because at first I thought it was a little too cartoony, but it I is did, cartoony. I did, get, but... I did get used to it as it went on. It just oh, like, I you know, like it. I I haven't been a fan of what we gotten previously in the Just League. It's been like you know up and down really for yeah. me, but this one is just so like alien to me for what we've gotten previously. Like I jumped in like. All right, we're dealing with some cartoony stuff here. It is but cartoony. By, by the end, it, like it did grow it on me. But it's you. just like I don't know. In this style, it's hard to recognize who I'm looking at, even though it's weird because these are the Just League characters. Yeah, I just like it because then as he 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 blasts off and the he's in a robe. He's he's got a wrap. He's got this helmet that looks a little like Star Lord's helmet. He yeah. takes that off, and when he blasts off, like the robe and all the the wrappings come off of him, and now you see it, Simon. He looks badass, and I think that this is very uh, planned by Priest where he calls Jessica right away. Now, here's the thing, though. I I have to tell people... Uh, the dialogue seems a little off here because it goes it's, up it's and he feel, says it feels it, often clunky at yeah, times. This is very initial, clunky. I'll tell you, the art and this initial dialogue really threw me off for the rest of the book, and even the situations that the Just League are facing, all these different places, and the way that they're discussing it, just like yeah. right out there, not letting you know what's really going on. Yeah, he seems to really be dropping lost. you. Yeah, he seems to be dropping you right in because he calls Jessica, Jess, you out there? No, and then he his and the, oh. What's his name? His name is Drop Dead you, that Simon. I had, I had, I had no idea. I, like, I understand. Like, after like four times of reading it, I finally got what they were trying to tell me. Like, oh, they're just having some silly banter back yeah, and it, forth. But even that, still your weird. sister is sick. Use that one last week. But that seems like something he would say if she said his her sister was sick. Yeah. No, nah, I used that one last week. This back and forth, it just does not feel right to and me. And then, and then. Gammy fell down the steps, and I'm like, "What is going on?" I, I, I'm Aren't you still you, chasing Pokemon with those st- alien yeah. colonists on Dion? I'm like, and that's the problem. I, I don't there. know what's going on. She, I, we get, we have had this kind of dialogue where, but the problem is where I think that you're really spelling this out well is that the your sister is sick. 
would be something that usually you'd get from Simon, though Jessica has a sister. But this, aren't you still chasing Pokemon with those alien colonists on Dion? This is reversed. Uh, Jessica, through all the things we've seen, has been the one who's obsessed with, say, Pokemon Go and all yeah. these other things. It doesn't seem – it seems weird for her to say that to Simon. And the problem is we don't know what he was doing. No. So what what was he, you know, okay, we get it. We saw that guy. He seemed to be playing things. Is this, uh, is this things, like a but... continuation of like him just being at one of the uh, sector houses and now like no, one of his free know. time he just goes off to other I planets? Know. I don't know either. And it seems like he was into something. He was sent there to do something uh, because even later kind of the Justice League is aware of kind of – but it doesn't seem like – it's very cold. It's cold open. It's freezing cold because I don't understand what's going on. But this is the part that I thought that he's like, okay, listen, guys, I'm on Justice League now. I get a hold of Simon and Jessica. Your nonsense ends now because right. that this is when Simon says, you know, hey, not anymore about being on Dion chasing Pokemon. Did you charge your ring today? I was like, thank goodness. And she's like, I'm fine. My ring is at 80%. I'm good for hours. F- finally. Damn, that I don't fucking be- throw any willpower right there, nonsense Right me. there. He is, uh, Christopher Priest has joined in. This is probably page five, page four. He's already talked more about charging the ring than anybody has in all of Rebirth. And I was all like, thank Rebirth. God. Thank you. Yeah, all of Rebirth combined. We now have the most. We're, we're not going to get this willpower spiking. And if it is, it's definitely going to be something from higher up again telling him he has to use it. It's nonsense. He's doing classic rings, and I, I like it, and I'm, I well. appreciate it. And he basically – and this is where the confusion to me start keeps going because she says, I'm good. I'm good for hours. And then you see him. He's, his eyes are wide. He goes, no. No, you're not. And you see the – but. Because I don't know what I'm looking at. I, I don't know anything. I don't that's going know what's on right going now. on because what it appears to me and my stupid, you know, I'm a moron. It looks like ships are leaving somewhere to me, like they're going towards a warp or something. Not coming. I don't know what's going on here. Well, even the whole thing too, where she starts going and he keeps telling her, "Wait, don't go." It never really crossed my mind until later on when he's like, "They're heading for Earth," and it seems to be all about them going to Earth, but. Why were we alerted here on Dion that yeah. these ships were going past? It, especially for what the outcome is, I don't ever understand. I never understood why this was a high alert and why Earth yeah. was a priority. I had especially when no we're idea. Out here on Dion, or yeah, whatever because it is. we are told we're really stressed about Dion. Dion, Dion, you're on Dion, chasing Pokemon on Dion, and then what the issue is is it seems like this Dion is a waypoint. That Simon was supposed to be there in case of an invasion. That's all I can get. But we never had that setup. So all of no. a sudden, Simon just sees Chasing these Pokemons. ships. And also, he the flies Pokemon. up into space. The Pokemons. He flies up into space. I don't know the the landscape of this planet and the space around it. So all I can tell is that this is what it's supposed to be. Or that you don't get it. It seems like it's supposed to be a big moment, but it really isn't because it is not set up well. I think the issue gets a lot better from here on out. I also think that this whole deal with Simon is just smoke and mirrors, and really it's just to have Simon have something to do and not have two Green Lanterns on Earth, it seems, because you go up uh you go off for here and you see that bruce wayne is at the manor and alfred wants him to sleep he's very tired you know it's a typical tell tell me what this means i'll move senior staff to after lunch sir yeah i don't know it seems like he's having a meeting 
That or, I'm like is senior staff a part of like the the, uh, the household here who like? Yeah, I don't do think work? so I, because the senior staff I do believe that he is I'm having a, a Wayne. Fella. I, I yeah, don't know I these know. things. Well, this is the problem is there's a lot of moments like this where you have a Bruce Wayne. He's there. It doesn't look like he's getting ready for any sort of meeting oh, or he's anything. In he's, yeah, he looks like he was out jogging. And, you know, I'll move the senior staff to after lunch. Or, no, uh, don't, Alfred. I'll be fine. I just – and then he falls asleep, I, you know. And he is exhausted. He gets up uh, and that's, that's where Alfred – Right as he goes to fall asleep, he's alerted by the Justice yeah, League signal. Yeah. And he's like – Alfred's like three days. We had an agreement, sir. Now, really – this Alfred Alfred knows this man. Is there ever going to be a time that he's going to sleep for three days? Yeah, really? Is he going to rest for three days? It's Batman. You know this is going to be three hours. I'll go with three days. No, but he's like we had that's an agreement. The thing is, I don't even know if it's three days. I think he's been up for three days, and that's why he wants him to sleep. Yeah, I don't. He just says three days. We had yeah. an agreement, and he's like I slept a little, and he's like catnaps in the in the car because, hardly because qualify. The chapter for this one is called Day Three. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just not well set up. I do like the idea where he's there and he's like, fine, I'll let them handle it. I promise. And as he says, he, I promise he's already been teleported up and then just says, all right, give me the ball. He's like right in. And this is where Cyborg's like, got a hat trick, boss. Uh, I, and I don't have anything to say about that, Eric. That no. is a, uh, a sports reference. It's, it's good. It's well done. He's got done. three. I got well you. Well done. That's all you need. And this is where Cyborg's giving him the deal. Now, I know that our big joke is Cyborg's always on monitor duty. He is at the beginning of this. Uh, but I will tell you that Christopher Priest does a really good job of showing what that means. Uh, usually you have monitor duty where Cyborg's just sitting there and then goes and sees something like, we got something here and you'll never see Cyborg again. Yeah. This is Cyborg. Like I like this progression of Bruce coming up. He's still in his sweats. It's like, what's going on? Okay, this is what we got. And they're walking towards where Bruce is going to get in his Batman outfit. But I really like the idea of Cyborg is at this point, like he mentions in the other books, like, hey, I watch film a lot. I got He is, to me, coordinating things oh, already. Yeah, definitely. Now, Batman goes against it. But he's, you know, a pair of nuns have been taken hostage by YouTube jihadists. El Domingo earthquake, thousands trapped in Corona <laughs> Del Mar. And a bonus round. And that's where he's like, Jessica's got Simon in subspace out by that hidden Arvelian colony on Dion, Eric. Uh, oh. I just – I wonder why he went fully with the idea that Simon couldn't – is it just to get Jessica involved because Simon can't fully contact the Justice League? He has to go through Jessica who then relays the message to yeah. Cyborg. It seemed like why why – why did he do that? Maybe I'm telling it was you, just the only thing I have rings. here is because that's the only thing that we have for Simon the Deuce. Since yeah. he's out there in Dion, he's an early warning system, I guess. But it, even though it, it never like comes to fruition for what they were talking about, but like we have Simon here, so he can talk about what's going on and to Jessica. Then Jessica and then relays Jessica in the back can and get forth. Because like we talk about how you know we always want something for every member to yeah. do. We really don't have anything for Simon to do no, here. No, well he's here's flying the thing. Space. If you really, really like the Flash. He's the one that gets the short end of the stick in this issue. He oh, really yeah, does. Yeah. But I do like this, though. Again, I like. Oh, fuck. I even think about that. Aquaman was driving a bus. Hey, he was driving a bus. I, I, I have an issue with that when we get to that. But uh, again, there's a lot that I like here. I love the fact that Simon is called Jessica. Jessica is his Green Lantern partner, and yeah. she is heading off. She's like, I'm going now. I'm going off to Simon. 
Bruce has to stop and say, no, 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 no. Listen. And almost to me, it's almost like, listen, you're, this is Justice League business right now. This isn't just Green Lantern. You got to think bigger. And he says, no. The invasion fleet's coming to us, Jessica. And I also like this, how he kind of is a teacher and says, listen, we'll, we'll get to Simon. He's coming to us. This yeah. invasion will get to us. There's no reason for you to go to it. While that's happening, we have other things to do. We have a half hour to spare. How about we save some lives during that? And I think it's a very, very good moment where we don't we don't ever get this. Usually in these just – and I, I'll tell you. Even in the Jeff Johns, but I'm going mainly from the Brian Hitch. We would never get the idea that, okay, this is happening. Let's think this through. Christopher Priest, you can tell he's thought through everything that's happening and how a a unit led by a man who prepares for everything. Batman doesn't go off the handle or fly off the pistol or whatever and go off. He's going to think of things right away. And that right there was huge to me where he says, no, no, no. How about we say we invest half of that hour that it's going to take for them to get to the deal and save a thousand people. And Jessica does it, just says, got it, headed for El Domingo. She goes. And I really, really like that. And then he keeps going and says, Superman and Flash will meet you there. Uh, when the Armada passes Mars, we'll pull everybody. Then we'll go get it. And I think it really does a I, good I just, job. I, I just went and looked at. I just went and looked at something because it's been bothering me. Because when yeah. uh, Simon flies off to go after, it looked like they were passing Saturn, and Dion is a moon of Saturn. Okay, so this seems so to be a is. station set up by the Justice <laughs> yeah. League. It's it must be a station that's set up to be an early warning invasion system. That, that so we is like, right. the, it's just the other thing where it's like, oh, what the hell is his name? It was that other kind of Martian Manhunter character. He was a, he was from Saturn too, so I don't know if we're just okay. saying like, you know, there's Martian Manhunter from Mars, so maybe the, our other planets in our uh, solar yeah, system yeah. are inhabited as well. Like, oh, God damn it. Wasn't, I want to keep saying gem, and I know that's yeah. not right. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But yeah, we were like right there in the solar system. Dion is a moon of yeah, Saturn. So they, and it they does are seem a, like it is an early warning system for they, Earth. Yeah. It, it, it actually, and it's funny you say that because now that you say it, now I recognize Dion at, yeah. at the name by it. But because it's just thrown out there, I really wish that he would have more spelled out like, you know what, we're at Saturn. This is the last deal before we get there and all the, you know, you can tell me that, oh, it looked like there was rings, whatever. But, you know, the, the Green Lanterns are everywhere. But at least it's within a sector, too. You know, you're in the same, the deal. So it's an early warning invasion deal that he's on. Just weird. Like, are you still collecting Pokemons there? Uh, but yeah, you have uh, Batman setting up all this. And then the big thing is he's like, listen, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and I will grab the nuns. Cyborg wants to go. I'll go with you. And he's, and Batman says, no, stick around, Victor. Uh, I may need to drop you into one of the decks. And so that's the big thing. It seems like everybody's grabbing onto that as Batman. Like, oh, he was dissing Cyborg. Oh, he doesn't want to get Cyborg involved. Up until this point... Uh, I And even at the end, I, I don't know about you, but the whole deal of Batman, like, I really dropped the ball and stuff like that, I don't really see it that much. You know what I mean? Yes, he made a, a bit of judgments, but this is – everything's going down, and what ends up happening with Aquaman not going off to Costa Del Mar or wherever he's Corona going Del to. Corona Del Mar. Yeah, yeah it, it doesn't really – like, I don't know. It makes it seem like it was such a huge faux pas. Uh, but I didn't get that. I got that, you know, this was a time where you had three things going on at once and they're really trying to uh, do it. But I, I agree. But the thing is, if you have an underwater earthquake at one place and yeah, like, but you they have, didn't know it was like... an underwater earthquake until he got there. 
they right, had an right. earthquake. Say, but, like they knew, like if he would have listened, because he's the world's greatest detective. He's one of the smartest men yeah. alive. And the whole thing that we have, like you know, Corona Del Mar means like whatever by the sea or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. He That's, wasn't really yeah, paying Huckleman attention to Cyborg. Know. Like no, no, Batman didn't know, and because yeah. he wasn't paying attention to Cyborg when he was laying out all the things they had going on. So yeah. instead of sending Aquaman to a sea like you know area. All right, you're going to drive a bus for me. I'm going to go take well, some surveillance. Here was the deal, though. This is where I thought that it was a little off because if you remember the the disaster there at the seaside deal was just that some fish had, had washed ashore. Now, again, if Batman is the guy who prepares, he's supposed to know every single thing, then he would know, as Aquaman found out later, that those fish usually react the to fish, Earth. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a... Uh, five steps down the lane deal to show that oh my god there's a uh, tsunami but yeah with if you're batman you go up there and you got to react and they say okay these are the disasters we got we got an alien invasion we got a terrorist group grabbing nuns though i do think that batman takes a little too much firepower to the spot where terrorists are getting nuns and we have an earthquake oh yeah by the way we also have fish that have washed ashore. I don't think that that would be like the the first deal. We though. got oarfish that are breached on shore. Jim. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then again, you only end up having Aquaman drive a bus, so maybe you could have sent him off. And we don't. Flash at this point is you know with the uh, earthquake and stuff because the you A-team. do go up. Yeah, you do go off. Yes, you do go off, and you see uh, Jessica trying to hold buildings up. We've seen this a lot in the deal. You see Simon still trying to work his way through this, what he thinks is an alien this armada. Yeah, he's very confused because they're not doing anything. He's using his ring. He's trying to figure out their, you know, send them hailing signals of friend, you know, friendly signals. They're not responding. He can't figure out what's going on. Jessica has the worst. Worst advice ever, and says basically, why don't you just fire on them and see what they do? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know if I should do that. Uh, but yeah, you see, uh, uh, the Justice League, uh, like I said, Superman, Jessica, and Flash are grabbing all these people that were at this earthquake, and you have the the fish up on shore and things like that. You have a really weird panel uh, where Superman looks like he's disgusted with Jessica. He looks <laughs> over, and uh, and I'm telling you, what when is you, that look? When you look at that look. There is a rock face behind him, but if you, you look real quick, fist? it looks like he's shaking his, shaking fist, his fist in disgust. It. Yeah. yeah, it looks like he's shaking his I, fist. I was just pacing through now, and I thought that's what it was for a second. <laughs> that's what it looks like, and he's like, listen, Jessica, you think you're all fancy flying up here while I'm saving people from Elf Quest? It looks like an elf he's saving, uh, but they're they're doing their job. Even they're, that they're rock face, it looks like it's transparent. I don't know yeah. what's going on there. It looks like he's shaking his fist in disgust, but you have uh, the deal where you have Bruce and you have Aquaman. They're in normal, everyday clothes, though Aquaman looks very fancy to be driving a bus. He's really dressed up. And Bruce is watching this, uh, you know, Ace Book Live, where you're watching these terrorists yell about these nuns and things like that. The, the and biggest I'm problem- actually happy we had this part because I, when I was reading what the problems were, I'm like, I don't know what YouTube jihadists are. Yeah, yeah. Well, there they are. <laughs> They're yelling on YouTube. Now, the biggest problem I have with this whole scene why didn't they drop the people off? I know that they're trying to go around the block and be kind of inconspicuous. No, no, those, those people oh, I are see all there. holograms. Yeah, that's the thing. I see it now. I don't yeah. think that was well played out either. <sighs> but yeah, they're going around in in uh, trying to figure out what's going on. They finally do figure out, you know, where these guys are. They send Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman goes also trying to what? scan the area for explosives yeah. and all that. What is the mail that she's giving these kids? Is this I mail just to hey get out of the building? There's a lot that isn't spelled out. 
Yeah, just I like see. you know, I see that those people are all holograms. It's just very I, odd. I, that I you like just to get imagine that, one panel. that it's the whole thing. Wonder Woman does not know how to be a mailman, but she did steal this mailbag from an actual mailman. So take these. She actually has. And- these are actually you know this is from your mom's sister. Yeah, she's walking around because they're like, hey, deliver the mail. Okay. Deliver the and mail? I don't even have time to read all the mail. <laughs> she's like, it's, it says perishable. That means food, Pee-wee. She, <laughs> she goes and hands these kids these mouths. You children, do me a big favor and take these inside to your mom right now. I get the idea. She's yeah. getting them off, she's the, getting street. off the street. Yeah. It's still weird. And the girl just runs in front of the bus. Aquaman's like, oh, crap. Ends up swerving. It doesn't hit the girl, but hits a car. This but guy freaks out. People. And then it's, just, the- <laughs> it's such a weird situation that we have the Justice League. We have Wonder Woman disguised as a male person. Yeah. You have Don't Uncle understand. Man driving a bus around the block, and then he almost hits a little girl. The well, Justice League. Yeah, I, I, to me, I can see though. Uh, J- uh, Wonder Woman has one of the best disguises ever because she does give out the mail. And then flies away. I'm like, well, well you, 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 the jig is up, Eric. I, I hate and to gone. say it, but it is gone. She just flies away. And uh, Like any other good male person you know. Yeah, yeah. God, you know, rain, wind, or snow. I don't know. Or, or gravity. Or, or gravity or sidewalks. She doesn't care. But she goes off. And as the bus crashes to avoid the girl, uh, there's another like really rush progression where Wonder Woman is just there in the room. Like it's a what? And she busts through. And this is where I thought that the, uh, the dialogue was a little over the top where she's like praying on defenseless while espousing a godly ideology is an egregious form of self-deception. Like what? What happened? Did she get a hold of a thesaurus since the last time I saw her? Because really, she is going over the top with this. Uh, but again, and we I, said I, both of us progr- said this. This whole progression, though, I really don't understand because Wonder Woman yeah. has to go in really quick because the FBI is about to breach. Yeah, they're about like, to breach. At this point, I'm like, all right, the Just League are glory hands with the arcs. They need to get there before the FBI, who yeah. are right outside the window. And then Batman actually calls the FBI on their channel and says, FBI tactical, stand down. The Just League have secured the location. I repeat. And yeah. then they throw a goddamn th- like, like, flash, uh, grenade shot, flash grenade yeah. in after everything is already done. Everything's and I have done. no idea why. Yeah, and this is where I – like and I don't like because I do like that idea that there is a terrorist group. Yes, there is a thing. I don't even know it at this point. Are we supposed to believe? Because I think we're supposed to. I think that in a normal situation, Batman would have alerted the authorities before. They would have been there. They would have said, listen, the, the FBI is going to breach. He is so out of it and tired and doing all this and that. I do think that why we probably never do see or what Christopher Priest wants us to think is we don't usually see this you know, overlapping of the FBI and the Justice League because usually Batman would be on. You know, Batman would have 18 different things going at once. He would have already alerted the authorities. Listen, like, the Justice League's on the deal. It's not well played out. I think am, that am this I is one of the things. He, he's so tired at this point it's like this fbi tactical coming up the rear i'll switch to their channel and tell them to stand down and he forgot he was so tired he forgot to he switch forgot? the channel i FBI think that that's what you're stand supposed down. i think that's and what's going the on because- thing too where he ha- is in the lettering where it's fbi tactical colon stand yeah. down i'm like stand down what is that colon there I like I, I don't know what i'm supposed to be like reading oh this whole I, thing is actually very frustrating to read because yeah. I really want to like this because I really am a big fan of Christian yeah. Priest. This first initial outing is not feeling right Damn to me, it. Though. You're not the wind beneath my wings I here. I know. Because Aquaman this. goes out. 
fanciest, sexiest looking uh, freaking bus driver I've ever seen, Eric. I'm going to go he get gets a job out. driving buses. I'm they telling you, I do. There, I, I like that vest look he's got going on. He gets out. This guy's freaking <laughs> out. He ended up hitting the car. That car ran another one. He's like, oh, my God. You know, who's who's going to pay for this? Because even Aquaman's like, listen. Don't get irrational. You know, would you rather me hit the child? Irrational? Who's going to pay for this? At that moment, he gets zapped away. He gets cyber grabs him, teleports him away. And he's like, what? What the? And that's where Batman's like, cyborg report. This is the where I thought that they kind of misplayed this. I wish that Batman would have said, listen, I'm going to get a hold of the FBI and tell them that we're we're on the case. I'm going to signal them. And then he got distracted because Cyborg got t- teleported out. Right, right. And then you would have had a deal where he's like, Cyborg, report. In the meantime, you'd see the gr- grenades going in the flash grenades. These are not – the FBI is not there. They're not there to kill anybody. That no. That is pretty big. They're there to kind of flash grenade, go in, grab the people, put down the terrorists. Uh, in the meantime, we'll just go right to that. While this is going on, they throw it in, and it ends up being that these flash grenades blow up next to this uh, old this nun's old oxygen, oxygen tank. tank yeah. yeah, out of nowhere, it's like there's the oxygen tank. It ends up blowing things. There's casualties. There's more casualties because one of the terrorists wakes up, grabs his sword, and runs it through the old lady. Well, that's and the thing. That's... Wonder Woman is knocked down to the point where she yeah, has rubble yeah. on top of her. She is dropped. And the thing is, you see her lasso on the ground later on, like right there, but she has the lasso on her too, so that's kind of weird to me. I mean, maybe yeah. it's not a lasso. I'm looking at it. it looks like it, but Wonder Woman's sword is down, and one of the terrorists picks it up and just kills one of the nuns right there in front of Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, and, and in that's this what moment. Batman busts in the place and yeah. sees Wonder Woman holding a crying, a crying like nun as well as the older with, nun is just run through. Yeah, run through. And the, oh, the thing is, too, this old nun that was run through, I really thought she would have been blown up by the explosion right next yeah, to her. Yeah, I know, I know, and, and even to the point at the thing where Batman is telling Cyborg, you know. Bring us back up. We're done. Teleport us out of here. Because he says, we're a wrap here. Bring me up. Boom. Oh, no. And again, I think that that is supposed to be him not really playing the game out to to the end and not being as careful as he usually is. I don't think that that's well played out. In no. Shit goes wrong. I agree. But it's not... As bad to say just like, you know, you'll have an issue where somebody has messed up. I mean, you, you know, you read Flashpoint and, and Barry wakes up and the whole world's changed and it's in a, a you know, World War 20. Then yeah. you're like, oh, Barry, you really messed up. And this at the end, I, if they didn't have that end where Bruce says it, I wouldn't have been like, okay, Bruce really messed up here. I would have just been like, whoa, the Justice League really didn't handle this well as a team. And, uh, yeah, he gets full out. Batman goes in and sees. In the meantime, you have Aquaman who got uh, brought up and teleported back up to the watchtower for Cyborg. And he says, listen, I got to send you. I'm not listening to Batman. You're going to go to Corona Del Mar. And he's like, what's that? And he's like, "You, you don't know what that means. That means crown of the sea. Don't yeah. like he says boss, but he's like boss, and that's where Batman's like. But I, I, I blew and, it. Yeah, yeah, he blew it. He he sends yes, him there. Yes, of course, Aquaman now. Yeah, yeah. So Aquaman goes off, realizes that these fish have gone and, and been beached because they can sense. They're the res- messengers you know, of the yeah. sea. God's yeah, they're the palace. messengers of the oh, no, sea. And, sea God's palace. And he says, there's an earthquake bigger than the one that we already had. It's out to sea. That means, and it's funny, it's tsunami. almost like, go, go, ghost. <laughs> he's just like, that means tsunami. I like to imagine, too, he's a stutter who spells out in his head first. So it's a tsunami. <laughs> He's like that means s big wave. 
And then Flash comes and Flash does what he does and runs around and saves in the meantime. You have Superman. Oh, Flash. Uh, so little to do here, buddy. Even at the one point, see his legs running. You don't even really get to see the Flash up close at all. And I don't even think he has a line in the the whole deal. And I I really – I love Flash. I yeah. really, really love Flash. Yeah, you you don't get much of him here. That's that's a shame. But you do get a good mix of the other team. But you have then you have Superman, uh, Jessica, and Cyborg then going to meet Simon for this alien invasion, and it's not. It ends up being a false alarm. It was actually a alien tourist tourists. group, yeah. alien tourist group that took a wrong turn at Albuquerque, and that is actually a line from there. It was okay. Uh, and yeah, you it's even a have... good line, but for some reason, because of what we just dealt with in Batman Annual, saying that you yeah. know, the Looney Tunes stuff are yeah. in continuity yeah, with, got the, you upset, with the man. DC, it just really just pushed it in my face. Like you're just saying that because that's what they say in Gotham all the time because yeah. it's full of goddamn cartoon monsters. Yeah, and and then we go and you find you really realize them because then this is day four, like you said. Uh, it's the day later. Everything is kind of settled down, I guess. Here, and I really get the idea that. Uh, Bruce does not like to give out, you know, he doesn't like other people to have things in charge. He doesn't like to delegate power yeah. and adjust. He also doesn't like stairs, Eric. He keeps falling asleep instead of walking up the stairs. He's you have just no there. idea how comfy rich people's stairs are. It's really. Look look at those stairs. Yeah, it really. It's probably more comfortable e- than my bed. Every step is like a freaking king size. It's like, like another king size bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's just there. And they like our pauper stairs we have around here. And then Superman comes in. Now, again, you have a whole issue. This is where I start to get a little bit angry because you had a whole issue. Superman pretty much through this whole issue looked nasty at Jessica, never had a plan, never said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Superman, in my mind, is the one guy who could be like, you know what, Bruce, you seem really tired here. Maybe Cyborg's on to something. You know, he never gets on the comm really ever. And says anything. No. And yet he comes and he's well, like, like Flash, what ha- he really doesn't have ha- any dialogue. What happened out there? I'm like, what happened out there? Where were you there? You know, if you have a big problem, why didn't you say something before? You were just going and grabbing kids out of an earthquake. Uh, but yeah, what do you mean oh, what happened that's out all there? all he was doing. Yeah, what happened <laughs> out there? And he's like, I blew it. Nearly drowned a half million people because I wasn't paying attention to Victor. And then lost a nun. I was dead on my feet. Stupid. And he and Superman says yes, yes. <laughs> like Ooh. we pulled hundreds from like, the we rubble. We pulled hundreds from the rubble. You know, pointing out what he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's like, listen, you you might have been dead on your feet, stupid. But you know, well, I, I was yeah, you I was doing been. work. Let, let me tell you what the rest of us are doing. I yes. pulled hundreds from the rubble. It's Flash so funny. Powerful sonic waves to break up that tsunami. It yeah. was a good day, yeah. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. he's like, to? it was a good day. <laughs> and and I'm telling you, when he's like lost a nun, I was dead on my feet, stupid. And it's funny. It's like Superman's like, we pulled hundreds from the rubble. He's like, no, I said I was dead on my feet. Oh, okay. I thought you said oh. we. I was just telling you what I did. You know, I, I really wanted to spell it out. But yeah, it was a good day. And then he says, it's okay to pass the ball. You know, we'll manage without you. No. <laughs> what does that mean? It's okay to pass the ball. You know. If you're too tired, you go to sleep. We'll do stuff without you, but we really need you. You know what I mean? This yeah. basically you is – You need Batman, but this you got to take a break yeah. sometimes, buddy. Yeah, this, but the way he says it, it's almost like this is what a boss would say when a guy keeps bitching and moaning that he's going to quit. And then finally like, you know what? <laughs> it's maybe okay. Sure. Just go. Yeah. yeah, we'll manage without you. And he's like, maybe, maybe you should. 
But I want to point and, out. And this by is, the way, Bruce, buddy, you've been in those goddamn sweats for like four days now. You yeah, stink. You need to you, change or do you something. Stink Take a, a shower. And by the way, I heard you were getting married. You son of a bitch. You didn't tell me. But where's here's my, where we. Where's my phone call? Yeah, where's my where's my uh, you know phone call invitation whatever. Uh, but yeah, this this is them just being you know Clark and Bruce talking. But yeah, that that's the end. It says uh, next the breaking of Batman continues. And I'm going to cough a second, Eric. Tell me what you thought of it. Well, I'm telling you, like I've been talking about throughout this entire review right now, I found this first issue to be like I'm, I'm really on like board with Christopher Priest taking over because I want to see what he can do because he he's done wonders for Deathstroke in my mind. This first outing, though, is kind of a miss in my mind because it not, it doesn't really feel right this entire time. Like by the end of the day, it really like, – like, like Bruce Wayne is taking the brunt – like the whole weight of the world for what happened on his shoulders, but – I don't know why, because it seems yeah. like the FBI were in the wrong the entire time because yeah. they just breached the building after they were told not to. I don't see like what the Justice League did wrong here. It was a bad day. I can't say it was Bruce's fault because even though he grabbed Aquaman to drive a simple bus, he still yeah. got there in time and they saved everybody. Yeah, I, I don't know. And uh, that's what kind of made me uh, laugh at the end because it's next. The breaking of Batman continues. Huh? When did it start? Yeah. The guy just needs a nap. Like That's I don't needs. understand the progression of how this is all Batman's fault because yeah, it never yeah. was really clear. Yeah, I don't. I think there was and a the lot dialogue that seemed really clunky at times. Yeah. And I like like we talked about throughout the review, there was a lot of progression problems as well, where things weren't really yeah. clear when you're trying to move from one place to the other. Even when you do have this Deathstroke chapter breaks. Yeah, I, I'm going to uh, stay with my score. Obviously, what I scored it, but talking to you, I did kind of see. You know, a couple chinks in the armor here that I, I was letting go, and I don't think I should have let them go fully. Uh, but yeah, I think that there was some progression problems big time, uh, where the whole thing with Simon, even the way it was played out, and you didn't really even know why he was on Dion, you can kind of figure it out. We kind of did, you know, yeah. work through what we thought. But because you don't know much about that, and because of that dialogue with Jessica, number one, I never took that seriously. No. I never took what that was seriously. At all. So that was just Simon out of the way. And then at the end, it ends up kind of being a joke anyway. And so I didn't. But the whole deal of I, I like the concept of both maybe Batman's overworked. He is pretty much one of the only ones on the team that is human. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, Barry. Barry don't probably have powers, sleeps. But yeah. yeah, Barry. Barry probably sleeps. You know, thirty minutes a day, and that's enough for him. Bruce, he's without powers. He's just Bruce a guy also who's sleeps trained. Thirty minutes a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he needs to go more than that. Uh, I think that you're also getting like a Simon and Jessica. They they don't have the grueling schedule that Batman. And I also think it points out the fact that Batman works at night. And then the Justice League issues usually happen in the day. So, yeah, he doesn't have much time to rest. I like that. I didn't like the progression of how this played out. And I do like it. And it's already been said that Christopher Priest is using this run to bring Cyborg more in the forefront. Especially Which I'm since, cool with. Yeah, and especially since the Cyborg book is uh, canceled and it's going to yeah. be gone. So people – and I think it's a smart move. I, I really do because a lot of people like Cyborg from the Justice League movie. He so was my favorite character in the Justice if League If you're movie. going to go from that to the comics, I would think the natural progression would be the Justice League book. So I like the idea that they're getting him more in the forefront. Me and you are Cyborg fans. We haven't been cyborg. We're just not comic cyborg book comic fans. book fans. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We both like cyborg a lot. And yeah, I his do titles think, have been awful. I think that uh in this little bit and even this little, you know, 
what we saw of him, I do think that Christopher Priest pretty much has shown us, uh, to me especially, that he gets what to do with Cyborg without relying on the cliches of man versus machine and I'm an ex-football player. We don't get any of that. He even puts Hattrick in. We we never really do get that, uh, besides for the whole idea when Grid showed up in Forever Evil and stuff like that. He was like the machine part of the evil part, per se. That was the most we ever really got in a Just League book with Cyborg. It's probably because we deal with their individual problems in their own books, even though Cyborg doesn't really have a book, like back in the early days of New 52. It just – he's still on monitor duty. He's coordinating things. Yeah. It's cool though and we did eventually get him out there well, even though he didn't do anything but fly through space. Yeah, and, and what I'm also thinking of uh, most recently was the Bats Out of Hell where we did have in this Justice League book Cyborg where one million, I, baby. I was a football player. I did this. I watched film. I did this. Well, I, I think that Christopher Priest is one of the smarter writers out there. Like he puts things in the books. I'm telling you, I think that him saying hat trick is just to show you, look, he knows more than just football. You know what I mean? He's a well-rounded individual, especially since mainly what we get with him is he's connected to everything. So he should know everything. And that's where I think we're going to play with the idea that, yes, Batman prepares for everything, but Cyborg has everything at the, the you know, at his fingertips. He can really that go, was also, and I do like I, it. I, I didn't talk about that either. It did it did bother me when I was initially reading this that we, we had Batman and Aquaman driving around trying to pinpoint where the terrorists were when yeah. Cyborg – Cyborg, in my Cyborg mind, should have been able to do that immediately. Yeah. Like, because like the FBI, were, they got there pretty much the same time as the Justice League. I'm like, Cyborg should have been able to get through all of that yeah, shit and, because and he is, is one this, with the internet. Is this one of those where Cyborg says, "I'll go with you"? No, 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 stick around. I, I say, Cyborg's like, screw him. You know what? It's like, wow, Cyborg is causing some problems. I'm like, he's just there, like, you you don't want my help because I think that that's what we may have been getting, what he might have been getting at. If he was there, right there, he would have been able to help. Batman keeps him on the side. I think that, again, it's not, it's very subtly played out where you can look at the mistakes that Batman did. One of the big ones is leaving Cyborg in the, you know, the watchtower to really do nothing, though at the end it ends up okay because he ends up teleporting, you know, Aquaman, Aquaman up and going be, there yeah. and stuff like that, but I, I think that that was another mistake as well. But I really did like the art. I know that it threw you off at the beginning. I thought it I'll was say great by the well. end, I didn't mind it. I actually, re- it really grew on me. It's just it was a new style that I wasn't yeah. used to, and especially jumping into a new artist and a new book. I mean, a new writer. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect from this going in. So when I had a, this big drastic art change, I'm like, all right, it's going to take yeah. some getting used to. And it's so, yeah. I did get on board. I give it an 8 out of 10. Like I said, if I had uh, to do it again after we talked, I could go as low as a 7. I still liked it, though. I still like the broad idea of it. Yes, there's some progression, uh, real bad progression issues in the storytelling and the art at at one point. That part with Wonder Woman going into the thing, I think the art was a little off there. Uh, But I did like it. I, I still read it, and I had a good feeling going forward. And... Though I don't know that I want fully like the Batman not wanting to be in the Justice League. I People are already saying, well, Justice League without Batman, it's just, I, I don't think it's going to get to that. I think that what it's this is going to be is Christopher Priest showing us a Batman who will end up being able to, like I said, divvy up the power, divvy up the responsibilities, let and other people talk. I'm fine with that. Talk. Is this going to be an arc, if anything? I don't expect this to be yeah. like the Brian Hitch Justice League where everything was just a continuation yeah, yeah. of the last thing we dealt that's with. That's the problem, though, is, yeah, and that, that's... That's what I want to say too is I really expected a big bang out of the gate. The problem is we should know better. 
Christopher Priest does not write like that. Christopher no, he Priest does not. this week in in uh, Deathstroke is still tying up and referencing things that happened in issue number one. So <laughs> the, he is a guy that uh, I I beg anybody if you're into this if you're if you like the Justice League you, like you want to get into this yet, yeah. start reading now because it's not just going to pay off later later you're going to be lost. Uh, Christopher Priest said I, I really, this I just, week. I hope that's not the case for Justice League. Though, I would like not that. want it, but I think that the way he's playing it out, it will be. So I think that you have to get on now and then just go full bore. But yeah, I, I I'm with you. I would actually Reggie is a huge fan of those two and three issue arcs. Yeah. I would love Justice. League to be like that, so we can have just such a variety of, of fun things and big and little. Like I said, like when the Just League gets together, it's supposed to be this real dire situation. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not every day they just hang out and like you know like yes. do stuff because they have their own stuff to deal with. When they get together, we got to deal with the big stuff that they yeah. can't handle on their own. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know that's the fun. And I told you usually what I go with is when the Justice League are together, it's these classic big stories that I can even – they're never to me going to be centered in a continuity that I can pinpoint exact because exactly. – because then you get crazy, like, well, Batman was in the Forbidden City then and Superman was on Apocalypse and stuff. It will never work. So I no. like when they just go – don't worry about it. Let's just go with this. We'll do all that, and then we'll find out later. And I, I want that. But this is more of like now do you have to say like, boy, Batman hasn't slept in all this time. Is that why he's so miserable in his own book? Is that why he didn't do that? I don't like to get caught in no. that sort of deal. That basically was the you know, the big spiel of story over continuity was one of the things of, listen, the Justice League, all these, you know, teams, you got to kind of put it outside of the deal. But and what readers always did. That was never yeah. a problem with the Justice League book. And one thing, like, going forward that I hope that Priest gets a chance to do or if he wants to do it, I have no idea what his plans are for the book. But I hope he gets a chance to change up the team a bit because I always look forward yes. to that. And I, right now, this team is getting a little stale in my mind. Well, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think – in my mind, I I just can't see him on this book for 50 issues. Right. And hopefully it'll be one of these where they're going to get to a point where they're going to let people play around with the team and do, and do some things with it. And maybe it will be a Christopher Priest. If not, maybe say I, – I said my, – my big prediction is after this run, say it's six issues, say it's 12, whatever it might be, and Brian Michael Bendis jumps in. Uh, which I would think that he'd be – this would be a book that they'd want to have the big bang for him to be on. This is the book, uh, and he would get on it and be able to bring his own team along. So maybe this is the start of Batman. You know what? Things aren't working out for me. I'm going to go, and then Superman, you know what? I got other things going on, and then we do get that you know, crazy new team, which we ha we've been begging for. We had a little bit of it in the New 52 after Forever Evil and right before, Trinity right, right War, before, Forever yeah, Evil. Yeah. But that never stuck. It never no. seemed like that was the status quo. That seemed to be there as a gimmick even for you the most part. You did not get a lot of Shazam in that after Forever no, Evil. No, you team. did not. He sat up. You, you want to talk about Cyborg being on monitor duty. Yeah, Shazam was on ping pong duty and video <laughs> games with Cyborg. So, hey, it's better than yeah. Captain Cold's duty when he was supposed to be on the yeah, team too. Yeah, really. But yeah. But with Lex kind of 
getting a little crazy nowadays. Uh, yeah. I think that maybe we can go full out. I, I think that we need a new team. It, so it would I. be nice. And I want a good team because the JLA team, though, again, that would be like we're saying, oh, we need a new team, whatever. Uh, that team didn't hit for me either. I yeah. I want a classic team, but we'll see. Uh, what What would you give this? I would give this issue a 6.3 out of 10. Ooh, like I've I done, I really say. wanted to like it going in. I'm t- I was actually at a 6.5, and then when I started I talking about, go I was gonna five. go. D- I was gonna go down to a six, but I really like am like I'm on board for this. It's the first issue. It's a rough time. Just you got to throw everything you got out there. And right now, him not knowing the voices of the characters, it really did affect me trying to read this book. And I can't give it any like higher than a 6.3. Yeah, I I understand. I I can't argue with you. I just at the end, my gut feeling and all that. I I'm looking forward to see where this is going. But that is the end of the spotlight, Eric. That is the end. And now I'm going to tell you and everybody else what books we'll be talking about on the main podcast. That comes out every Sunday night. If you weren't aware of that, uh, we're going to be talking about Bane Conquest number eight. Uh, as of this point, I haven't looked. You're the only one in the in the game right now. You are the yeah, only one Everybody's that has reviewed that Conquest. book. They've given it uh, given up. And I just want to point out that if you're listening and you don't, you haven't listened to our big podcast because oh, it's it's eight hours, it's nine hours, whatever it might be. I just want to stress we talk about almost every book out there. The main books we talk about every one. You know, the ones that I say almost would be say a Harley, Harley and, and Ivy, Ivy meet, Betty and Veronica, Betty and yeah. Veronica, that sort of thing. But if you are looking for a podcast where they talk about some of the fringe books, you know, we might be the podcast for you. Seriously, Bane Conquest number eight. Well, we'll also be talking about. So Batman weird that Bane Conquest would be a fringe book. Oh, it is. Nobody's reading that. I saw the numbers, Eric. Yeah. I mean, I think you put have blinders on. Uh, Batman number 36. But even so, Bing Conquest, you were all excited because of Chuck Dixon and Graham Nolan. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, nobody's reviewing it. Though, yeah. uh, if you had read it at some points and then dropped it, whatever, that book is – you may be able to criticize it for being inconsistent, but sometimes you get a, you get a gem in you there. You sure but, do. Yeah, you do. Batman number 36 will have Batman White Knight number three will be on our Patreon. That was picked for the Patreon deal. Uh, Black Lightning – uh, Cold Dead Hands, number two. That'll be on. That's one of Reggie's books. He'll be with us to talk about it. Uh, Cyborg, number 19. Again, that'll be on the Patreon-only spotlight. So if you want to hear us talk about that, you'll have to go over there. Uh, Dastardly and Muttley, number four. Jeremy will be calling in with that. And also the Shadow Batman book. So he'll be talking about that. Me, you, and Reggie will be talking DC Universe Holiday Special 2017, number one. Long title there. Dead sure Man, is. number two. You can't wait for that. Do Dead I have Man. to be involved in that? Yes, you do. Deadman number two. We also have Deathstroke number 26, also by Christopher Priest. Green Arrow number 35 with our man Juan Ferreira on art. Nice. Green Lanterns number 36. Uh, we have Harley. Oh, no. Harley and Ivy meet. <laughs> I started <laughs> saying that now. We have, I'm going down, Justice League number 34, which you just heard. Uh, Nightwing number 34, which is Tim Seeley's last issue on yep. Nightwing. And Superman number 36, which ends the Imperious Lex arc so that's all there's i think 13 books total 11 that'll be on something like that right yeah i think 11 on the regular podcast to uh patreon only spotlight and i have to talk to brandon in some capacity either regular podcast or a bonus patreon me and him are going to be talking about batman teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 so we're going to do that as well that started up again this week so that is I just, about it I, i'm just thinking about that dead man book it's a character 
writer I already didn't like because he's a one-trick pony, and then you give me this book that just makes me hate him even more. I I like the book for its goofiness. I also like it because you hate it so much. So when we talk about it, I just like to hear you huff and puff. <laughs> no, that's the thing is, watch. you're not going to hear it because I'm just going to yeah, be my mic and go get a mic. Well, me and Reggie will be talking about it, but that's the end of the spotlight. <laughs> what do we say at the end of the spotlight, Eric? Turn that spotlight off and don't read Dead Man. Oh, 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 oh